Welcome to the Build My Online Store podcast, where we discuss everything and anything about running an online store. If you like the podcast, sign up for the mailing list to get news and updates at buildmyonlinestore.com. And now, here's your host, Terry Lynn. Welcome to episode 53 of the Build My Online Podcast. I'm your host, Terry, and this week I've got Pete Sven from Think Entrepreneurship on the show. We're going to talk about his two e-commerce stores, uh, Signs of the Mountains and Signs to Motivate. So Pete runs a blog and podcast called Think Entrepreneurship. You should definitely check that out too. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk about his two main e-commerce businesses. And so I got through Pete, uh, kind of through Andrew Uderian. They're both uh, buddies out there in Montana. And so I wanted to get him to talk about his store and kind of his experience building out two kind of very niche businesses online that are doing quite well. So before we get into that, some news and updates. Uh, first, we got a new five-star iTunes review, this time coming from Canada uh, from a website called allfortkids.com. And the review says, uh, very rarely do I subscribe to a podcast and download all archived episodes. As a testament to the great work you put into your show, Terry, uh, I've asked all my new hires to listen to your podcast as required listening please keep up the fantastic job and i hope my business grows with your show awesome and so check out their site at ulfertkids.com u-l-f-e-r-t-s kids.com i believe they sell early learning furniture for kids in preschool kindergarten community centers uh, they've got chairs tables bookshelves and uh, cubby hole coat lockers. So uh, kind of funny, this is the second piece of feedback that I've got in the past month or so where I have two business owners that have asked their staff to listen to the podcast. So if you guys are listening to this, I hope you find it helpful and you keep getting value out of this. And news item number two, the travel wallet that I sampled in China earlier about a month ago will be shipped to me soon. So what I did was after I got it, I posted it in the Dynamite Circle, which is a private mastermind that I'm part of. And I managed to get uh, 21 pre-orders to get the first batch made and so they took about uh, 20 to 30 days to get made a little longer than I thought it would be due to some supplier shortage issues and so uh, they're on the way to me as we speak and the next part will be to get these shipped out to everyone that ordered it uh, kind of charge the credit cards and figure out all the fulfillment logistics so part two of the case study will go online in about a few weeks uh, I'll go over the platforms I choose uh, kind of what I did to get people to buy uh, and how I'm going to fulfill it and much more so stay tuned for that and enough about the news and updates, let's get into this week's episode. All right, so Pete from uh, Signs of the Mountains, thanks for coming on the show. So real quick, uh, who are you and what do you do? So I have a business called Signs of the Mountains. What I do with that is make personalized ski signs, trail signs, as well as signs for cabins. So uh, I sell those online on my store. I'm from Bozeman, Montana. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since the day I graduated from college. I love life. I'm a big outdoorsy person. I've been excited over the last couple of years to build my e-commerce store. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And so how did you get this idea to make custom signs uh, with motivational quotes? Oh, okay. So I, yeah, I also have that uh, website called Signs to Motivate. But that idea came because I do also have a blog called Think Entrepreneurship. With that, I get to interview all sorts of entrepreneurs. Like I always ask them a motivational quote. 
as at first it kind of started out, I was just gifting all of these people with a free sign after they gave me that motivational quote and they were loving them. And I thought, well, geez, this is kind of a little niche I might want to go into a little bit more. Um, so I did start that website and now I'm selling signs that you can personalize with your favorite motivational quote. And it's gone really well and been a lot of fun for me. So that's kind of how I got started with that. Nice. And so how many signs did you start out with in terms of like different designs and quotes. Yeah, so, you know, with the signs to motivate, I started out with, oh, there's there's probably about 15 to 20, you know, stock signs. But I've really found out that, you know, I wanted to make these stocks, all these stock signs that people just buy, you know, that I have an inventory, but everybody seemed to kind of want to have their own personalized one. So I do have, you know, a few to pick from, but then it seems like probably the majority of people actually do just buy signs that they want to personalize with their own quote, Terry. Yeah, like in some ways, like it's almost kind of like a tattoo where you want it to be unique from everyone else, right? I mean, in a, in a different way. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, with my signs, the mountain site, that was the same way. I had all the, these stock signs to start out with. Like I'd have ski signs that said the names of towns or the names of resorts. And, you know, those do sell. But it ended up, you know, people were coming to me and they'd say, I want my last name on a sign or I want um, the date I'm getting married or my favorite trailhead on that. And so that's kind of the way I've turned and it's been it's become more of a personalized and custom business. Hmm. And did you start off designing these quotes yourself or did you have a designer help you or what was the process there? Yeah, so I'm sure you're familiar with this too, um, but I do have a lot of help um, from virtual assistants. Uh, I use Odesk, uh, Elance, so I do have some help there. And then I also, from time to time, use some of our local resources like um, you know, college students in the design program. That's a great way to bootstrap and get, get some designers that are... Um, you know, intrigued to learn and, and um, they just have a lot of skill. So plus they're cheap, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they get to build a portfolio for themselves too. So Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. interesting. All right. So, you know, when did you have like a manufacturing background with these signs or like, like how does these words get printed onto the signs? Yeah. You know, so I guess I, I should go back a little bit now. I was originally in the t-shirt printing business and had a, you know, a few presses and that was something that I just kind of got burned out off of after a couple of years and it's just a messy job. Um, hated it. And so anyways, I found this business kind of, I actually had a buddy who started a business named uplanders.com, very niche. And all they do is sell upland hunting gear for pheasant hunting and, and uh, bird hunting. Um, so he kind of pushed me into getting into e-commerce and then, you know, I ended up buying a vinyl plotter and um, it's just a real clean, easy business that that I enjoy doing. But um, so yeah, the signs are manufactured. They're a highway grade aluminum. So they're very durable, strong, and and then a, a premium marine grade vinyl is applied to those. It's, it's, it's a good business for doing one-ups of everything, um, custom items. Yeah, and it's a much better margin than being in t-shirts too, it I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see your signs prices compared to like a t-shirt. You must have much, so much better margins. Than- yeah, yeah. You know, with the signs, I, I really do have good margins and um, it's it's been a good profitable business from the start. Nice, nice. All right. And so, you know, how do you even source these highway signs? Because I guess the government doesn't want you making your own highway signs, right? I mean, right, right. Uh, You know, they're not, uh, they don't look just like highway signs or anything. You know, I'm able to order aluminum blanks um, and you can get all different thicknesses and have them cut to any size or shape that you want. But, um, you know, I found a few different suppliers in the U.S. 
And um, so I just order those blanks and then I'm able to, you know, apply whatever graphic that the customer needs. You know, like I was saying, I do a lot of trailhead signs and I, I, I love doing those, um, but it's just a brown background with a white border. So people will put like, you know, they might have a trail out, you know, behind their house or um, up on the a mountain, you know, next to where they live. And so they'll personalize that. Yeah, it's just kind of designs that I've seen out in the wilderness or up at ski resorts that I really like. And then I just figured out a way to be able to have customers personalize them. I see. And I'm on your site now on signs and motive. You basically can only choose two sizes, right? Like 24 by nine inches or 42 by nine. And then Yeah. Yeah. You know, I do just have a few different sizes. I kind of like that because I don't have to stock it as much. I haven't seemed to had and you know any problems with it. People people are okay with it. So yeah, I guess when you order your blanks, they're much more streamlined, and you have a more set order flow with your supplier too. Right? Exactly, exactly. Nice. So you just buy these hands, and then you print them, and then you ship. Yeah, it's a simple model that works well. You know, high margins. You know, lo- love the idea. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a. <laughs> I bootstrapped it the whole way, and I've had a blast with it. So. Yeah. So I guess is it safe to say your MVP was basically giving these away for free after the interviews, or did you actually test it out? Uh, before you started selling it? You know, I actually did test it out because I started selling some motivational signs on the Signs of the Mountains website. But I just found out it just wasn't the, a perfect fit. You know, like ski signs, trail signs, they're, they're much different than motivational signs. So I thought, well, I need to have a site devoted toward those signs, you know, with different pictures uh, because most of my signs, the mountains pictures are taking out in the wilderness and, and motivational signs should be kind of uh, more clean looking, I think, and taken, you know, in corporate atmospheres and, and in businesses. So, so I did create that separate site for that. Yeah, I did give a lot, you know, I have given a lot of them away and that's really helped because people like, um, you know, Kevin Harrington, a Shark Tank investor, everybody I've interviewed who are pretty high profile entrepreneurs have these signs and they've told their friends about them and put them on Facebook. And, and that's been a, a great way to help uh, market these motivational signs. Yeah, and I guess the motivational thing is something you want to put right above your desk or near your computer too, right? You necessarily want it to be all over the place in the house. Oh, like. Yeah, you're ex- you're right. And it's fun because when I talk to all these people who have the si- the motivational signs, it's it's something that they say they look to at a you know they look at on a daily basis, and it it's something that keeps their head up and keeps them moving forward toward their goals. So I'm excited to make them, and uh, it's it's awesome to know that they're you know helping other people. Yeah, like, cause like what I do, like in my bathroom, I have this Steve Jobs quote where I think it's the in his speech about the dogma quote. I think, you know, like don't care about what other people think. You know that that whole quote, and it's in my yeah. bathroom. But now that I think about it, maybe I should just get a sign instead of post, you know, printing on a piece of paper and just slapping it with tape. And so, you know, even <laughs> on my iPhone, I have like this notepad full of quotes yep. and. I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? Because you'll see something on Twitter, you're like, oh, this is so good, I got to copy it. And I save oh. it on my note. <laughs> ah, no, I think that's awesome. And, you know, I have I, I have quotes that I just print off on my computer all the time and I put in different parts of my house too. <laughs> so Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe like, you know, and we're just talking English, right? I mean, anyone listening, if you're in like, you know, Europe and, you know, you want to make French signs and French motivational quotes, I mean, why not, right? I mean, <laughs> there's certainly motivational stuff in every culture too. So exactly. <laughs> I think that would be super cool. Yeah, and, and so you brought up on a good point that where you had guys uh, kind of in the blogosphere like uh, Chris Tucker, Pat Flynn, they're, they're using your signs and putting it near their, 
the best, right? And so has this been kind of one of your main channels for growth of the business or has there been other channels that have worked really well? So my motivational science business is, is fairly new. You know, the, the mountains business has been going for two years now. But what I have found with the motivational signs is that when it does get uh, seen, you know, on these uh, major blogs, like for instance, Pat Flynn, who has over, boy, I think it's 30,000 Facebook fans or something like that. And just uh, thousands and thousands of Twitter fans. Well, he does all these, uh, uh, you know, a lot of video tutorials and instructional guides with <laughs> with my sign in the background, which is awesome. And he has mentioned it a few times. So, like that, you know, when when he does that kind of thing, it does spur traffic. You know, even even with some of the other like uh, uh, Barbara Corcoran or uh, um, Kev- Kevin Harrington, some of those Shark Tank people, like they have signs, and that's been huge when they've posted, you know, on Twitter and that kind of thing. Nice. And is it safe to say that I think Signs Motivate has bigger momentum than Signs of the Mountains, or is this kind of the feeling? Again? I don't know if this is right or. Not. Um. You know, I I think it has a lot a lot of potential. <laughs> you know, my sales are still um, much higher with with the signs to the mountains, but that's been around, you know, for a couple of years. It's very, very niche. It's something that uh, it continues to grow and everything. I'm, I'm so excited about the motivational signs because like I, I have them, I use them every day and I think they help a lot of people. Um, and, and recently I've been working with uh, people over at some some bigger companies that do human resource you know that specialize in human resources and helping out companies and they've um, you know talked about JV and we've we've been able to work with them in getting a lot of signs into places you know where they have uh, for instance just just uh, two weeks ago I had an order for 108 signs um, that went to one company and they wanted to put one in each person's office which was really cool so like I'm I'm looking forward to working on some more j- joint ventures like that. Do you have anything silly like the customer is always right or? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, all sorts of funny things. <laughs> yeah, because I would just imagine a big company. Be like, oh, this is a great time to, you know, make these signs and let our employees get motivated. And they're just these generic kind of like you know the price is right. You know, we believe in good customer service. Blah 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 blah, all that kind of stuff. Uh, no, I've done a lot of like real creative ones, and and it's funny. Some people are like, do you make demotivational signs. So I have done a few of those as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because you look at Facebook, how many people post motivational quotes and, you know, there's all these sites that quote stuff from movies. I mean, you're basically just taking it to the next level by, you know, getting it on somewhere in someone's face too. So Mm -hmm. yeah, very interesting concept. Awesome. All right. And so let's go into a little bit about your platform. Um, Are you are both of your sites on the same platform? Like, uh, I think one's on Big Commerce, right? Or what's the deal with the platform you guys have? Yeah, you bet, Terry. Yeah, they are both on Big Commerce, and uh, the reason I picked Big Commerce was actually because um, I had done a lot of research, but then I had talked to other people who had started online stores, and Big Commerce, I think, is a, it's a very powerful platform. It's also something that's easy to use. I, I am very tech savvy, but I am not like you know, somebody that can dive right into CSS coding. You know, I, I know some base HTML, right? Like a lot of people out there. Yeah, so it's something where basically it was very affordable to start out with. I think I think it was like 25 bucks a month or something like that. They had all these templates. And so I could just basically, I found a template that was kind of what I was looking for. I did a few tweaks to it and added my products. And before I knew it, I was, you know, up, up online and able to sell things to you know anywhere in the world really you know very little investment and uh, and and very little time. Yeah. So one technical thing I know about big commerce is I think they don't have a blog 
necessarily like WordPress or Shopify, right? Is that something you found? That's probably my biggest, you know, um, complaint, I guess. And so they do have what's called a news feed item, and I don't know if you've seen that at all. But it's it's yeah, it's not at all like a WordPress blog or anything. It's just you uh, you can do a new news item and write whatever you you know you want for that post. And then you kind of designate like a um, RSS feed type thing on one of your pages. And so I don't think it's nearly as powerful as like a, you know, a WordPress blog where you can add all of your plugins and your widgets and you can make it look really cool easily. So that's probably the one thing that I wish was a little bit better with big commerce. Yeah, because like, you know, in the long run, you know, if you're building long tail traffic with text content, you really need a blog. Otherwise, how are you going to... <laughs> Do this, I guess, right? I mean, unless, unless I guess the workaround for, is to keep making pages, right? But then that can only scale so far before you have all this stuff to right kind of right. sort through. Yeah, also. it's that's uh, that's the one thing I'm still really trying to figure out. So, um, if anybody out there knows the answer to my my problem, let me know. <laughs> yeah, like I've seen some stores do it. Like they have a WordPress site, but then they get a custom design so it looks similar to the store. But then when you click it, it links to a different domain or it's even like just like a subdomain. But then, right. you know, all your SEO juice is split between the blog and the actual site. So it's like, you know, it's kind right. of a like big pain. Like, like I'm trying to decide which one to go with. Okay. Like, I, I know Shopify has a blog, but their platform, I think, isn't robust enough for me down the road. So No, I, uh, I looked at Shopify too originally and... Um, it's a very clean, it sounds like easy to use platform, but it, I don't think it quite had as many features as uh, BigCommerce did. And I know there's a lot of great shopping carts out there. Um, I think Innerspire is another one. Um, yeah, I ended up going with BigCommerce and, you know, there's there's advantages and disadvantages and for each each one. So I think you really just got to do your research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no like right or wrong answer to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you just went like Magento, like our friend Andrew Udarian, but you know, I don't really want to spend that money up front yet. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think both of his sites are in Magento, right? I think they are. Yeah. Yep. And and I I know that he really likes it, but there's always things he's mentioning that he wish was, you know, wishes was were different. Yeah, like I said, advantages and disadvantages for each. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some stuff that's some stuff's easier when it's just plug and play, kind of like these hosted cards too. Yeah. All right. And so, you know, are there any tools, apps, you know, or software that you're running your store with on BigCommerce that you can't live without? Oh, there's a lot that I can't live without. Um, I'd probably say that the one that I use the most or that's so helpful is Dropbox. I'm sure a lot of people out there use it, but I'm always working with all sorts of different files and I'm sending them between lots of different people. And so Dropbox is one central location. You know, all the design files can be uploaded to and then they can be shared on any computer that I'm either I'm using, uh, an employee is using, or a virtual assistant. So that is probably the most powerful tool that I get to use. You know, there's one tool I heard the other day from a Magenta developer. He was saying uh, one called Shipworks. Uh, I don't know if you It's basically like a backend fulfillment one where uh, I think it ties in with your order system. So when someone orders on, like, say, Side of the Mountains, uh, Shipworks will say, hey, Pete, you got to order from this guy. You know, here's how you can print your shipping label. Here's his address. We've already calculated it for you. And then you just print the label. 
And then after you print it, it also sends an email to the customer saying, hey, here's your tracking code. You know, we just sent it and blah, blah, blah. So instead of doing like a manual fulfillment, it kind of like automates it. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, that is really cool. I'll have to look into that. It's, you know, it's fun to hear what other entrepreneurs are using because I, I know that I can always be become more efficient. Um, so I'm definitely going to be looking into that, Terry. Yeah, I mean, like when I start my shop, I'm definitely going to use it. I just like, wow, you just print the shipping label and then it takes care of everything else, basically. Yeah, really yeah, cool, so. yeah. Shipping. shipping is a process. Like that's probably the one thing that, I, or, you know, the biggest pain in the neck. But, and, and what I'm doing is uh, everything goes out USPS priority mail, actually. And, and then I do, you know, some of the larger orders go out uh, uh, FedEx ground. But yeah, it, it's a pain to, um, <laughs> to do all those processes because there's a lot of them every, t- you know, like, there's a lot of work that goes into every sign that gets shipped out. Yeah. And so your signs aren't exactly tiny either. Did you negotiate a rate with uh, FedEx UPS or how are you doing that side of the yeah, so I have a um, kind of a FedEx rep, I guess, that reached out to me. And so yeah, I do have a, a good business account with them. And then as far as USPS, you know, I don't know if they do any extra deals besides just the normal business account, and, and you might, but that's all I have set up with them. And I've actually found that, uh, you know, a lot of these signs I'm, I'm sending out one at a time, they are very thin. You know, they're less than an inch thin after packaged. The biggest one is 42 inches wide. So they are, you know, long and pretty big items. But at the same time, USPS does a really good job of shipping quickly and it's pretty cheaply. So I can ship my biggest sign. So my most expensive sign to ship is the 42 inch one. And I can ship that to, for instance, uh, Florida, you know, Rhode Island. Those are the farthest places away from where I'm at. And that is about uh, 1598. It's it, that's my most expensive sign to ship, but like I can ship uh, the smaller signs for under ten dollars, which is pretty amazing, and I can get it there in two days usually. That's, that's pretty hard to beat, uh, I guess, for a sign that's kind of like what you're doing. Yep, yep, and and they're light too. That's one of the reasons I went with the aluminum signs versus steel. Is um, you know they're a much lighter material to ship. And they're also very durable and rust resistant. All right. And so let's just wrap things up a little bit. So, you know, what's one thing you wish you knew starting up? Uh, one thing I wish I knew, you know, it would probably have been to, uh, um, you know, get help sooner from other people. I was trying to do every single thing and wear every hat myself. That's a that's tough to do because you never have enough time. Like there's 24 hours in a day. And, and so I was just always just super busy, which I still am, but I found ways to, you know, outsource the design work and, and some of the processes that someone else can probably do way better than I can and much quicker. The number one thing would have been just to outsource sooner than later. Yeah. And so there's a point where everyone starts out that when you start out, you are doing everything yourself. But when did you realize that, okay, I can't do this. I need to start outsourcing stuff. That was probably, Terry, just when, like, I didn't have time for anything else. <laughs> like, I wanted to be on the softball team. And it's like, well, I, I, pro- I really shouldn't go play softball today. I should be, you know, working on these designs or uh, printing these items, you know. So basically when I ran out of time is when I figured out, hey, Pete, you better figure out something else and outsource some of the work. Yeah, very cool. And so uh, you also have a podcast yourself, right? That's kind of give a little plug about that too. So can you tell us a little bit about that? The Think Entrepreneurship podcast is designed to just really help and inspire other entrepreneurs and to kind of motivate them to either start their businesses or continue to grow them. So that platform, it's, it's, a, it's a blog, but then I did start this podcast recently and I've been able to uh, reach out and find all sorts of real 
successful entrepreneurs that can share their stories on my podcast and, um, you know, talk about their failures, what's worked for them, what hasn't, um, you know, talk about where they started their business and, you know, kind of what's gotten them to where they are today. And so that podcast, um, it's, it could be found on iTunes or Stitcher radio, um, or just by going to the think entrepreneurship website, you'd be able to find it. Nice. Nice. And so one thing I want to ask you is that, you know, as you're building your own two businesses on the side, you know, and you have this podcast where you can connect with entrepreneurs, like, like, you know, do you still get self-doubt that crawls into your mind that everyone deals with? I mean, because you can talk to all these people, bounce ideas off of them. Like, does this still happen to you? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, uh, you know, it's it's so nice to be able to connect with these people and to learn from them because they all, you know, struggle every day as well. And they all fail. A lot of them say they fail more than they succeed. And, you know, failure is just a part of getting to become a successful person. So it's it's been motivating to listen to them. When I do get down or uh, stressed out, I, I go for a run or I listen to podcasts like yours. You know, it just kind of gives me a, a more mon- a positive mentality and and I, I my spirits are lifted again. So everybody's going to struggle from time to time, but you just got to keep at it and keep going and keep yourself motivated. Yeah. One of the big things we discuss in our mastermind is like the problem of entrepreneurial loneliness, because that's something that plagues everyone. Right. Especially, you know, if you're still at a job, you're doing this by yourself, your friends think you're crazy. You know, your family's like, you know, what are you doing? And I, I think it's, it's really hard if you don't connect with people that are doing the same thing too yeah you know one thing that that i i do is i try and go out for coffee like you know at least a couple times a week meet up with with another local entrepreneur or a business owner or maybe a a business coach and 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 talk with them because it's a great way to get out of yeah the business you know where you actually talk talk to people i'm sure you do the same yeah but but, but it's like what the jim Rohn says right like you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with and you know if you just spend your time on podcast blogs with these type of like-minded people that's kind of where you gravitate towards too so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. very cool very cool all right and so uh, you know just the last question where can we find you online to connect with you i guess the easiest place would probably be um if you're looking at signs signs to motivate.com or signs of the mountains.com. And uh, if you would like to check out the entrepreneurship platform, that's at thinkentrepreneurship.com. All of the Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn uh, buttons are there. So you can connect with me there. Shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, awesome. All right, Pete, thanks for coming on the show and uh, we'll keep in touch. Okay. Hey, thanks, Terry. To get more information about running an online store, visit our website at buildmyonlinestore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast.